0: Welcome to the Hella Homes Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Hella Homes Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Valenzuela, here to give you all the lowdown on what's going on in the real estate market in the 209 area, specifically Stanislaus and San Joaquin County. Later on in today's episode, we'll be talking with Anthony Booker of LaSalle Mortgage about what went wrong with the Cal HFA Dream for All program. I know a lot of people out there have a bad taste in their mouths from how everything went down and how quickly the funds ran out. So we're going to chat with him about what happened what went wrong, and what maybe we can improve in the future. But first, let's have a little bit of a market update. This segment is sponsored by Union Strong Homeowners. For all your real estate buying, selling, and investing needs, contact Union Strong Homeowners today. You can find them at their website, unionstronghome.com. Again, that's www.unionstronghome.com. And now here's your market update for San Joaquin and Stanislaus Counties. There are currently 761 single-family residences on the market at this time. 222 of those homes were added over the last seven days. 232 homes sold over the last seven days at a median price of $500,000, and those homes sold for $5,000 over list price on average. The number of homes for sale has steadily declined since the beginning of the year, while home sales have been rising slowly, going on a bit of a roller coaster ride, but over the last four weeks have leveled out at about 200 homes sold each week. Average list price for homes coming onto the market has steadily increased from 660000 at the beginning of the year to 741000 as of this week. And the average sales price for homes has stayed fairly consistent in the low 500s since peaking in mid-February at 557000 now back down to 527000 last week. And that wraps up your market update. Make sure to follow the Hella Homes podcast on TikTok and Instagram. That's Hella Homes pod on both channels for regular market updates for Stanislaus and San Joaquin County. And make sure to follow me on all social media channels at realtor underscore j that's at realtor underscore jay for regular market updates regarding the manteca lathrop and ripon area lots of information on tiktok instagram and facebook for you there so make sure to follow for more regular updates and again, thank you to our sponsor, Union Strong Homeowners. Make sure to check out their website, www.unionstronghome.com, for all your buying, selling, and investing needs. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Anthony Booker from LaSalle Mortgage regarding the pitfalls of the Cal HFA Dream for All program. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Hello Homes podcast. I got with me Anthony Booker with LaSalle Mortgage. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. Uh, real quick, uh, a lot of people may not have heard of you. They're coming from from my audience right now. Why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, how you got involved in the business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what's going on, guys? My name is Anthony Booker. I'm a mortgage lender with LaSalle Mortgage Services out of Oakland, California. Um, I actually don't live in Oakland. I just bank with the bank that happens to be in Oakland, but I'm actually here local in the Valley in Modesto. Um, so I do a lot of people in Modesto, Manteca, Stockton, also help Bay area people too, but, um, located here in the Valley. Um, a little bit about myself. I have a few years of experience. I started in the mortgage industry in late 2020, um, probably during one of the most dynamic periods in the real estate industry as a, in general, but, uh, Yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot in that in those short few years. And now I'm taking what I know and giving it to the people so they can make empowered decisions about real estate.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate you uh, joining us here. Um, What we wanted to do and we're going to we're going to be doing this going forward, hopefully every other week, a couple of times a month, just to give you guys kind of a um, an update on where the mortgage market is and i know that's that one of the main questions one of the main conversations that i always have with people is hey what are interest rates doing today you know that's that's the very first thing on people's mind so i wanted to bring in a professional to uh, to let you guys know so if you could quickly anthony just give us kind of a general you know state of the mortgage market
1: yeah absolutely um so i mean there's some consolidation happening right now as far as interest rates are concerned we're still trying to battle inflation i mean when we're looking at the reports the numbers are heading in the right direction so we're starting to see inflation come down which should have uh, an impact on mortgage rates in the in the near future but as for right now so the fed actually meets this wednesday and they're expected to release the information on what they're doing with interest rates now all of my sources have told me and MBS Highway have said that they're expected to raise rates another quarter of a point. Which is not too bad considering some of the ones we've seen in recent months were uh, three quarters of a point, half a point. So I feel like, if anything, this is kind of an indication that things are starting to calm down. Um, whether we'll see that big decrease in rates that people were predicting, I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, I think things are starting to come to a more normal normal point as we're starting to see people borrowing money less as student loans are starting to be talked about people are going to have to start paying those back so i think people are kind of calming down the spending which is having a, an impact on rates we should see some dips in the near future but um you know for the next few months they'll probably be consolidating
0: right more stability you know we're not going to see the giant jumps or the giant falls right now from from things that i'm hearing either
1: right 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 yeah
0: okay great all right perfect um now to get into the real meat and potatoes of why we're talking today is kind of the fallout from the dream for all program cal hfa Uh uh, for those of you who might just be hearing about this for the first time cal hfa rolled out a program called dream for all that essentially gave or i shouldn't say gave but lent uh, first-time homebuyers up to 20% of the purchase price of a home that would basically sit as a silent second uh, that was repayable either at the refinance or the, or the sale point of the house. It um, was a shared equity program. You had to pay back that 20% plus 20% of any, um, any profit that you made on the home. Um, and uh, <laughs> tell us about how that, that went the first week or, or 10 days
1: oh man it was absolute madness so pretty much what happened is the they rolled out the program right um with a allotted funds of five hundred five hundred million dollars give or take like fifty mil um in the first eight days of the program being rolled out they used i think north of three hundred million dollars of funds in right. in eight days that had been reserved so that had mean people. That whether they were already in contract or people that were looking to get approved, they had already applied with CalHFA and had their funds reserved and took up more than half of the of all the funds that were allotted to the program in only eight days. That's something that I've never seen happen. I've talked to multiple people in the industry. They've never seen this happen, especially on CalHFA programs. I mean, the big one that they did last year was the Cal HFA Equity Builder, and that one was even on the market for at least like three or four months Um, So a lot of people got to take advantage of it. The guidelines were, you know, somewhat strict as far as who could use it and who couldn't. Um, And yeah, pretty much after having so much fund reserved, they decided to just pause the program altogether and say, hey, um, we're going to put this program on hold for now. I'm I'm thinking what's going to happen is they're going to do some guideline revision because there's obviously some flaws as far as how the program was was built. I think it was a little bit too inclusive. Yeah. Uh, and from what I was hearing from other loan officers, you know, there was people that because the income limits were set so high, there was people that were really already affluent that probably didn't really need the funds, but they saw the program and was like, Hey, I might as well take advantage of that. Right?
0: right. Right. Um,
1: so yeah, that, that program is put on pause for now. Um, they do expect to roll it back out. Um, From what I was hearing, it was late May was what everybody was anticipating. But, you know, there's nothing, nothing set in stone on that so far. So I think that what they're going to do is revise the guidelines, make it a little bit more strict, uh, make the barrier to entry a little higher. So that way, when they do open the program back up, it doesn't just get absolutely swarmed like how it did on the first eight days.
0: Right. Yeah. One of the one of the main complaints that I heard just from from talking to folks um, like yourself, was how easy it was to kind of just roll a- somebody that was already pre-approved, that was already well into the escrow process, rolling them over into this program. Even though you know they've been pre-approved, they have funds. They didn't need these funds, but they were able to just kind of shift them over here, keep that money in their pocket for whatever. You know that that that's fine, but perhaps it should have been a little more difficult to to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that was one of the things that they were talking about is um, making it so that you had to have gotten in contract within a certain time frame, so that they pretty much can't do that anymore like where they're already in contract and just kind of throw them in the program. Um, but yeah, man, I think in talking to a lot of people out in the Bay, it sounded like it was pretty popular because um, yeah. we know there's a lot of people that are really savvy out there and people that are investing and doing their thing. So I think when they caught wind of that, they were kind of like, okay, how can we use this to our advantage? So, sure, sure. Yeah.
0: So, um, did you have anybody that you were, you know, getting involved in the program, or, or were on their way when this thing got paused? Did that affect yeah. you? Yeah.
1: Oh man, I experienced some major heartbreak over this whole thing, man. Um, so, I actually had two buyers that were in a position where they were, you know, they were depending on the funds from that program. Uh, so they couldn't bring too much of their own funds to the table. And um, not only that, even the people that did have their own funds, they were in contract at price points where they really kind of needed that 20% assistance to get the house that they wanted just because affordability is what it is now, which is yeah. really not affordable. Um,
0: which is the whole reason we rolled this program out. right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I think I had to tell them, as soon as I heard the news, uh, we were still in contract, and I was waiting for approvals from CalHafla because I had already submitted their files. They got back and said, hey, we're not accepting any more files after this date, which was, I think, originally like seven days after the program. So I had to break the news to them like, hey, they're not accepting any more files. We're going to have to fall out of escrow at this point. So some people that lost some some uh, funds that were done for appraisals, inspections, and sure. Yeah, just just some hard break all the way around on that front.
0: Yeah, and and hopefully that's something that it, when they do relaunch the relaunch the program, they can they can address those those problems and maybe be a little bit more um, you know forthcoming with loan officers in particular to to let them know you know what what deadlines are going to be when they're going to actually. I mean this this whole thing. I think it was maybe way more popular than they expected it to be Mm -hmm. Um, and the number of people that took advantage was obviously overwhelming one thing another thing i heard from another loan officer was there was that extra little educational piece to it and there were there was at one point she said there was a six-week waiting period because all of the slots for that educational program were taken up. So people that had a 30 or 45 day escrow would barely even be able to get through the program or if they could at all.
1: Jeez. Wow. Wow. And I'm curious to know, cause I think there was like a, a fee of like $99 for the course or something like that. Yeah. I'm curious to know how many people actually bought the course that ended up not being able to use the program. Cause I'm sure there were a few.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully hopefully they were able to, you know, get that money refunded to them. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like you said, the they're, they're truly heartbreaking thing is the people that had already shelled out for, you know, $500 for an inspection fee, $700 for an appraisal fee, because, you know, this, this money was supposed to be there for them. And now they're, you know, they're out that hopefully able to get all of their earnest money back. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just kind of a... Just kind of a bummer all around yeah. how, how it went down and how quickly it kind of devolved.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I it came out of nowhere, completely out of left field. I mean, I still remember getting the email update saying that it was paused. And I was like, wait, yeah." I think you've probably seen it too, where there was a lot of uh, industry professionals on social media sending out alerts like, hey, I just heard CalHaf has already used a quarter of their funds. Yeah. And I'm looking at this like, that's fake news. Whatever, like yeah. disregarding that, and then to actually see it come to fruition, I was like, "Wow, that is crazy."
0: Yeah, it was it was wild. I, I think I first started hearing a little bit um, the the initial rumblings of of funds running out or or them maybe putting a pause, like three days after it launched. Yeah. Um, another guy that I talked to, another loan officer. He was actually in touch with um, the director of Education for Cal Heifer or something and he had heard the rumblings and you know, I can't confirm or deny, but get those applications in quickly kind of thing and and I think a lot of us were just like, no this this is a program that's going to be around for at least a couple of months you know so like like the um, the other equity chair or what was it
1: right uh, right yeah, the equity yeah. builder
0: Equity builder yeah, yeah, yeah. equity builder. And that was, you know, that was around for over four months, I, I think, yeah. and so plenty of time. And we're hearing rumblings within a couple of days, and it's like this can't be real,
1: right, right. It's, it was a total shock. I mean, I, I'm really uh, curious to see what revisions they're going to make to the guidelines, just because they, they, they have to do something about the barrier to entry. I mean, that's obvious, because yeah. I, yeah, this is just something that I've never seen before, and it, it was good. A good learning lesson because it taught me as a loan officer, okay, if you're going to be having bars that are relying on down payment assistance programs, you need to make sure that you have backup options for them and options at different price points just in case right. that program doesn't, if something happens where the bottom is pulled out from under them, they have something to fall back on. So, um, unfortunately for us, there's nothing else out there that's even close to 20%, but... No. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for for um, buyers to kind of get a feel for what else is available to them, because every now and then they'll catch wind of these really hot products and programs. But they don't know that this is something that's available year round. It's just, you know, you got to be in the know to really to know about it. Yeah,
0: I I do think that was kind of beneficial. Um, You know, it was it was it was really well advertised. Yeah. And, it you know, it got a lot of people interested in down payment assistance in general. And there are other programs. There's grants, depending on the city on, and the county. There's all kinds of things out there. Obviously, nothing does come close to uh, to 20% down. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of get people in the door to at least start talking about other options. Because, you know, it, it is really, really difficult to save these days uh, with skyrocketing rent and, you know uh, wages, not keeping up with inflation. You know, you're spending an extra two, $300 a month on groceries savings is kind of out the window. Everybody's just trying to survive. So any way that we can, um, help people to to find extra dollars somewhere to get them into a house is, is as a bonus. And there's a lot of stuff out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there really is. I mean, even I learned some stuff in scrambling and trying to find different programs for my borrowers. Like, Oh, I didn't even know that was available. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that that was a good takeaway from that. If nothing else, there was somewhat of a silver lining. And then also I posted a video about it um, a little while back, but it also kind of just shows the strength and the demand of real estate in general right now. I mean, if people are going to use up $300 million worth of funds for this program in eight days, that really just shows you how many people out there that really want to buy a home. Even with these rates being high, there's still so many people that want to buy a home today. It's crazy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there, there is no better investment. You know, we, we, as real estate professionals, mortgage professionals, we're constantly talking about, you know, you're paying somebody's mortgage. It might as well be yours. That's kind of our go-to you know, right. thing. It's cliche, but it's a hundred percent true. You're, you're paying these insane rental prices and I, I see them here in Manteca you're paying $3,000 a month for, you know, a two or three bedroom apartment. It's wild. And even at these crazy rates, we can get you into something that is around that price. And if the barrier to entry for you is down payment funds, closing cost funds, there are options out there and it's it's good for people to, to have these conversations and at least look into it and see if it's an option.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was really eye-opening for a lot of people. And I mean, I'm curious to see what it's going to do in the future just because we know that that demand is there. Uh, The market is probably going to be changing as it usually does, like in the spring and summertime where a lot of people flood the market. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's another conversation I'm I'm having uh, uh, later on today is kind of where we see things going as far as uh, inventory goes. Because that's Mm -hmm. been our biggest drawback over the last year, year and a half has been inventory is still incredibly low. Um, Yeah so that that's kind of maintaining these higher prices. Uh, so what we really need is a flood of inventory and for rates to come down just a just a little more, um, to bring pricing, you know, further down and make things more affordable. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting couple of years and, you know, everyone's doing their damnedest to, uh, to find some kind of balance in this market. And, um, yeah this was this was gonna be a great thing. Hopefully, it can be again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the dynamic of the market is really gonna say a lot about the future of the of real estate in general, just because, like you said earlier, I mean, if we get these rates to start coming down, we'll see a direct correlation in inventory because, like you said, it's hard to convince these people that have three and two and a half percent interest rates to sell their home and move up when they're going to move up into a six, 7% interest rate. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. So that. I, okay. I have seen, and I have comments on, on TikTok and Instagram videos and stuff like that, that are like, you know what? Bury me in my 2.5% interest rate. I'm, <laughs> I'm just never leaving. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is a massive jump to ask somebody if, even if they really, really genuinely want to upgrade or, or need to upgrade. Mm-hmm. to a bigger, better house, or if they're looking at downsize. I've having a lot of conversations with people that are looking to downsize for retirement. and But they refied into these super low interest rates. Uh-huh. So maybe they're going, coming down from a 3,000 square foot house into something more manageable for them. Right. But their mortgage isn't going to drop very much right. because the rate's so much higher. So they're like, well, I'm paying the same price. I might as well keep my, my McMansion, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's hard. It's a hard sell. Honestly, you got a fat house for a low payment to downsize to still have a a similar payment. It's like, where's, where's the win? Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I think if we get back to the more normal rates in the, in the, in the four or five range, it's a much easier conversation to have.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. I, and I mean, just to kind of touch on that a little bit, I, I alluded to it earlier, but I really think that student loans is going to be the the X factor with the inflation and the rates coming down just because I mean you look at the typical American consumer mindset, right is spend 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 buy put stuff on credit. and I mean with people having their student loans in forbearance they're, they're not having to pay that, they're like, cool, okay, I can go out and spend more money. yeah so we all know what that does to rates right It hikes rates up because we're trying to curb inflation. So I think once people are back on the hook for those student loans, that's going to slow spending down a lot in the in the rate at which people are borrowing money. And, you know, hopefully that leads to the rates coming down a little bit. At first, I thought it would be kind of messed up for people to have to pay their student loans back. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, it might not be the worst. (laughs) It might not be the worst. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. we we definitely need to curb inflation somehow. Um, Tons and tons of factors go into that. That could be its own its own whole podcast. Oh, yeah so once this does get relaunched, cause there are still funds based mm-hmm. on where, based on the, the initial thought was going to be 500 or 550 million uh, right. in funds that were going to be doled out. And then they were going to replenish based on when, when they got paid back and they, you know, it would just kind of be a rolling 550 million, um, give or take. There are still, there should still be about $200 million out there.
1: Right, right, right. right. Yeah. In theory, it should be
0: in theory. Um, what would you like to see as far as kind of a way to stop what happened before, to stop the frenzy and make sure that these funds are going to the people that actually need them?
1: That's a good question. I mean, there's a, I, feel, I really feel like there's a lot that they could do um, as far as getting creative and making sure that those funds are reserved for low to moderate income people. I think that honestly has to be a priority. Um, the income limits were crazy. I think if you're in the bay, you can make upwards of two hundred and fifty k and still qualify for that program, which, yeah. you know, far be it for me to speak on other people's finances, but I think that if you're in that bracket of income, you you know, you're probably not someone that really needs those funds. I think there's right. a lot more people where you know they they really do need access to those funds in order to achieve home ownership. So I right. think that yeah. has to be a priority. I would like to see them kind of, come down on the income limits a little bit and make it more similar to like that equity builder program. Right. I feel like that was the, the, the sweet spot. Um, also, we were kind of talking about the the contract dates as far as when you got into contract. I think that would be a really smart move just so that we're not having that same thing of people that are already in escrow, um, switching programs, using the program and, and utilizing the funds. Because in talking to a lot of other loan officers and agents, there were people that, knew this program was coming out, and in anticipation of that, they pushed like a 60-day escrow. Yeah. So they're really smart about how they went about it, but I think that all in all, it's maybe not the fairest thing, right. especially for the people that haven't been approved yet and haven't had that opportunity and are, are getting engaged because of these programs.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was probably my least favorite thing about it, and and you're 100% right, it was smart of – a lot of loan officers to to push for the the longer escrows and hey let's get you in a contract that way you know our our application is at the top of the list right. you know, we're, we're in contract you're pre-approved already so you know it goes it was very very smart of them at the end of the day though I don't think it was all that fair especially to people that needed the funds in order to qualify right. Whereas a lot of these folks that were that rolled over didn't need the funds to qualify. They were able to qualify on their own and then and then just kind of soaked up those funds because why not? So right, right. the rules are the rules. They took advantage. Awesome for them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely would like to see that change made where we're more focused on people that need the funds to become homeowners rather than, hey, it's nice that I don't have to shell out this 20%
1: right 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 absolutely yeah i think that and that's how it's been on most of the other programs right i i think that should be you know that should be the case with this one as well especially given how lucrative it is mm-hmm. you know people that are, are out there that have a some people have a higher knowledge of how all this stuff works so yeah. with that they kind of know how to get in there and take advantage of it you know how to manipulate it a little bit and make it work for them so
0: yeah 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 being a loan officer is definitely uh it's a science and a math game, but the best, the best of you guys are artists and it, <laughs> I'm always impressed when I work with a good loan officer that uh, they can, you know, stay, stay on the edge of the line, but stay within them. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, you know, it, it, it It's pretty amazing what you guys can do out there. And, oh, yeah. and uh, so I I, know, I, I never want to fault a loan officer for, for, you know, painting within the lines as long as they're, you know, doing, doing right by their clients and everything like that. Right. But, I think the Cal, Cal Hafa needs to anticipate that uh, a little better with future programs, and hopefully with this program going forward, and realize that hey, there's some smart people out there that are gonna that are gonna do everything they can to do right by their clients, and maybe we gotta <laughs> curb that a bit.
1: Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, smart loan officers, smart agents, and there's I really do feel like in talking to people just the general population is starting to have a lot better understanding of how all this stuff works. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. You, you encounter people that are a lot more savvy these days that know how to best allocate their funds, what programs they want to use, yeah. if they want to pay for points. Like these are stuff that, these are yeah. things that we typically have to explain and they come into it already with that knowledge. So,
0: yeah. And that's a thousand percent why we're wherever you're watching this or hearing this, that's that's what our goal is, is to is to make you the savviest buyer possible right. and make sure that you're aware of things that are out there. Even if you don't use myself as a realtor, if you don't use Anthony as as your loan officer, we still want you to be empowered and be as knowledgeable as possible so that, hey, maybe you hear something from us that you can take to your to your loan officer or your realtor and say, Hey, I heard about this thing. Let's let's dig into it.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely.
0: All right, Anthony. Well, I appreciate you stopping by, having this conversation with me today. I hope everybody out there uh, feels like they got a little more informed on on what happened with Dream for All and what's coming up in the mortgage market. Um, let them know how they can uh, get in touch with you there, Anthony.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, if you guys want to look me up on Instagram, I'm uh, on Instagram as the Anthony Booker. Um, I have all my contact information up there, application link. If you want to go ahead and get started with an application, schedule a consultation with me, whatever the case may be, Um, reach out to me via social media. Or if you want to hit me um, via phone call or text, my phone number is 510-366-7512. Always available and happy to answer any questions.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Anthony. appreciate you stopping by.
1: Absolutely, man. I appreciate you as well. Thanks for having me.
0: And that wraps up the program today. Thank you so much to Anthony Booker for joining us and giving us some great information. Hopefully, the Cal HFA Dream for All program will be back soon and much better than before. Appreciate you guys for stopping by. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to go follow me on all social media channels, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at realtor underscore J. That's at Realtor underscore J A Y. You guys have a fantastic week. We'll see you soon.